This is Story Route Zero, a podcast where friends gather to talk of their travels through the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny, and even the confusing worlds encountered in games. We may not always know where we're going, but that's often half the fun. If you have a question, comment, concern, or a story of your own, hit us up on Twitter at StoryRoute underscore zero. You can email us at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com, and you can find everything we do at StoryRouteZero.com. Let's have a journey. Crime is increasing, trigger-happy policing, panic is spreading, God knows where we're heading. Welcome to Story Route Zero, episode I'm not going to count because it's a game club week, it's game club volume three, and uh, we are looking at uh, Return of the Obra Din. My name is Matthew Keel, and I only have one of the road posse in tow, Jason. How are you, sir? I sailed in. Not on the cool. Oberdin. <laughs> yeah, because I'd, I'd have to talk to you via pocket watch. Um, so, uh, or Ouija board. Right. <laughs> well, I've got a book. <laughs> um, I've got notes. Uh, <laughs> um, before we get started, uh, I think we kind of have to... Uh, we, we can't get started without acknowledging the world around us. Uh, we are recording late this week because of everything that has kind of just impacted our schedule. I, I work in, I work in healthcare and I am in a major metropolitan area that has been seriously affected by, uh, protests and, and, and they've, uh, been escalated into riots. Um, what I am going to say is for me, and I stand in solidarity um, uh, with the principles of Black Lives Matter. Um, and I think that if if uh, we are to do better as people, we have to listen and grow together and uh and if i if i wasn't you know an essential worker i would be out there every single day protesting um i'm not going to help anybody do the work because we all have to do that ourselves but start start listening start looking to help there are plenty of ways and if you've followed me on twitter at all the past few days uh, or week at this point, uh, I've posted and reposted places to learn ways to donate, even if you don't have the money for it. Um, yeah, uh, I there there are resources out there, um, and I'm infinite underscore rewind on Twitter, as it'll say at the end of the show. But if you want places to donate or resources. Uh, I, I will probably repost it before the week is out at this point. Um, 
but yes, I, I stand in solidarity with uh, the, the purposes of Black Lives Matter. And I think that the deaths at the hands of cops that have happened are tragic and uh, some changes need to happen. Um, so I, I, I stand in solidarity with all of that. Um, I'm not going to speak for you, Jason. Uh, do you have anything to say? Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much with you. Okay. I'm not from an essential worker point mm-hmm. of view, because I'm not. But, I mean, Black Lives Matter. Um, yes. This is very important. I mean, it's tragic that what we're dealing with, um, it's terrible what we're dealing with, but yes, um, we're both here. If anyone mm-hmm. wanted to message us and um there are ways uh, there's actually a video on youtube you can watch where all ad revenue goes to support black lives matter i don't know it off the top of my head but you don't have to donate it's just if you just play it the ad revenue through youtube is just donated or whoever is running it will donate it but but that's yeah, what, like, that's where we. But we don't speak for Moose or Matt or mm-hmm. any of our other guests. They can speak for themselves if they want to, or if they don't. But nothing against anyone who doesn't want to speak about it. Uh, that's mm-hmm. your choice. But yes, but it is, and this is not a story route zero stance, and that's yeah. This is these are this is these are Matt and Jason stands, nothing else, uh, because. I, I, the story route zero thing as it is is our show title um and we're not like a company per se and i know that it's probably it probably is put in a certain light considering the four hosts are not people of color uh we are all white dudes um but like much like much like uh much like people of color we didn't choose our skin but we can choose how to use it and i used to stand alongside them and i and basically uh it seems like jason agrees with me so Solidarity. Um, okay, so I'm not going to do the weekend thing that we normally do because, frankly, we'll be here too long and I will have way too many uh, angry stories to tell as well as a couple of very, very enlightening and heartening ones, but um, that'll, that'll be for another day. I will say this. Uh, as I, as I got home tonight, uh, from work, uh, a a nice little incident happened between my wife and I, and she says that, uh, uh, in her scientific opinion, uh, my farts are the worst she's ever smelled. So I got that going for me. I had, a, I had some pretty toxic ones, according to both <laughs> my oldest and my wife. So, <laughs> okay, so let's talk about 
Yeah, let's let's talk about Return of the Obra Dinn, Jason. Story Round Zero Game Club. Spoiler warning. Hot takes. Bad takes. Much discussion. That's right. It's Game Club time here on Story Route Zero. We've played a game, we've beat a game, now let's talk about it! Turn of the Obra Dinn. It's a... I mean, we always start with our overall opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your... Well, uh, actually, did you finish the game? I did not finish the game. Um, the, 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 so, so as we've already inserted at this point, spoiler warnings, um, I got as far as the, the Kraken sighting. And um, uh, before, before I go there, I, will, I should say, Return of the Obra Dinn is developed by Lucas Pope uh, and th- well, 3909 LLC, as well as uh, Warp Digital Entertainment, published by 3909 LLC and released October 18th, 2018 for Mac and Microsoft Windows, uh, October 18th, 2019 for Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, I got as far as the crack inciting, um, and this game ha- has me fascinated. Um, I did not, I mean, I didn't finish it because... Um, I only I, I have it on I have it on Switch I have it on PS4, but due to the nature of the past week, uh, video game time has been uh, even less than what it normally is. Um, how far did you get, Jason? I finished. You finished? Okay. So um, so just for my own edification here, what is finishing Obra Dinn? All 60 um, fates? Yeah. Okay. And basically you... So, to understand finishing, you are an insurance investigator, which, mm-hmm. fun story, I was one. Right out of college. <laughs> so this is the Jason Marshall simulator. Um, I, would, I did workers' compensation. Well, I guess you consider this workers' compensation because... Uh, there are some workers on this ship. Um, but, before, um, be, you know what? But you're investigating what happened, and it's funny if you take too long. Um, you, I don't. You hear like, okay, let's let's finish this up. We have to leave. Yeah. Like it's funny. It's not like a, like oh, you have thirty seconds. Like it's just once you get through the chapters, you're mm-hmm. told like, okay, if you don't like, it only it's only triggered if you don't solve enough of the fates uh, fates right yeah fates because crime's not really the word um so i did finish but um, well i mean there are there there is some crime happening on this oh yeah where did you play (laughs) i know you bought it on you have it on two i have it i have it on switch and ps4 i play it on switch so is there touch screen because i played on pc and i have to say the controls are a little it might have been just because it moves slower i felt like there's a lot of it's just click it's a click it's a point to click adventure essentially on pc 
How does it on Switch? How does it? Um, you know, I feel stupid now because I actually didn't even try the touchscreen. Um, but you, as you, oh, you said, so you don't know if it is touchscreen? I actually, I don't know okay. if it's because, like, I don't know why, but I don't look at Switch and go, hmm, touchscreen. Um, I've been playing Darkest yeah. Dungeon a lot on Switch. I should probably see if that's touchscreen. But anyway, um, it, it, it is. It is looking. It is looking around, and then you use the left trigger, not the left shoulder button. Okay. The left trigger sort of zooms in to what you're looking at, and highlights it. So, like that's how I found like the captain. Yeah, there's probably like five extra buttons on PC. Like tab does like one thing. Like it just it probably just it's simplified up probably on yeah. Switch. I mean, I don't know. Like when when you when you first get on the boat. Um, does it auto? Does it automatically grab the ladder onto the boat for on PC? I had to turn towards it. So like, so like, if you turn towards it, but do you see the hand reach out like automatically? I think it did. Because on Switch it does. Yeah, I think it did. And then you that hit A, and it just climbs on. At least I think you hit A. Whatever's at the bottom. Switch controller backwards. Okay, that is A. Um, and then I had to glance over. And then if you point, if you if you're pointed at a at a corpse, like the pocket watch comes out automatically. Okay, so if you're at the right corpse, because there's multiple, at, uh, well, there's, I multiple mean, there's multiple corpses in certain scenes. So yeah, like, I found that if you don't trigger the right one, you don't get the pocket watch. Oh, okay, because uh, well, it's well, more you have to. It's not like you can't. Get the right one, but like there, if you don't look at the, there's one that's supposed to be the focal point of that because that set off some type of chain event. Yeah, and that was one thing what that really started to that I really found intriguing um, at the beginning because you walk you you walk on the boat and you're just looking around and then all of a sudden dead bodies. It seems to just appear out of nowhere because you haven't opened. I mean, at least for me, I hadn't opened the box yet. And I don't think okay. you can until you've at least seen the dead body, because then mm -hmm. you're the the guy that's with you says this is too heavy. I'm not carrying it on board or something yeah, like that. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even think you tried to lift it. No, I I think I think you just said, "Yo, you're on this ghost ship. I don't want to be here. Take care of your own stuff." Which, if I were in his position, fair. <laughs> There. I mean, it's 1807. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um yeah. but uh, uh, so the first, like, the first body, you go, you, you go back, you get the book and the pocket watch. One thing that I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume this happened uh, for you is like it makes you flip through the entire book. Yeah, that was kind of annoying it was annoying but it was anxiety inducing because i'm like this is good this ain't giving me anything guys i don't know what what am i i blank pages chapters things are circled for lo i think they're locations and i'm like i don't know what to do with any of this <laughs> and uh and then you go and you use the pocket watch on the corpse that appears and then things start to fall in place and then it starts at the end and you're like what about the rest of it? <laughs> um, yeah, and it starts at the end, but the end is the 
least eventful. When you finish the game, you realize the end is the least eventful of the chapters. Right. Because it gets weird. Like, not to, it. <laughs> it it goes where I didn't think it would go. Okay. Um. Like so. Real quick, because I'll get to I, spoiler. We're obviously going to spoil something, but there's a kraken. But mm-hmm. it's a pirate ship. Like, I feel like that's just commonplace now. If it, if there's any adventure on sea, like release the kraken always comes to mind. So like, oh yeah, the fact that there it, is a kraken is not like, oh okay. What, if it's 19th kind of, century and before, you're expecting a sea monster. Let's just yeah, be, let's just. But be then it, then there's other things. But mm-hmm. um, it so we. Last month was Thimbleweed Park, which I said I didn't like the type of game. The reason I finished this one versus that, this is, it is point and click in a sense. I mean, you really just click one thing. Mm -hmm. I think because there's no, like, Thimbleweed, you can kind of brute force in a way, like, you just keep talking to people, keep talking, like, get stuff. Yeah. This doesn't... This requires you to actually solve things. Like, it's kind of like a Sudoku puzzle. Yes. Sudoku. Sudoku. Yeah. I always get it wrong. And I do it every day. (laughs) I guess I don't look at the page. I mean, this is essentially Slain Sailor Sudoku. This is like. It's essentially. So, for those who haven't played, you're solving this, you're trying to figure out what. What the hell happened? Fifty-seven mm-hmm. people. Fifty-seven people went in the ocean. One man leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're so well. I it's mean, almost like Clue. Actually, <laughs> more than one. one yeah, two, it's... Four, lift. Yeah, because yeah, you're you're basically brought you're you're brought onto this empty ship that is just, well. I mean, we didn't really do the story setup, but. Um, Shit went down on this ship. Yeah, eighteen oh two. The ship leaves. Ship leaves. Uh, the ship named the Overden set out from London for the Orient with over two hundred tons of trade and goods. Six months later, it hadn't met its rendezvous point at the Cape of Good Hope, which I believe is the southernmost tip of Africa, um, and it was declared lost at sea. Uh, October fourteenth, eighteen oh seven. Overden has drifted into port at Falmouth with damaged sails and no visible crew. Uh, as an insurance investigator for the East India Company's London office, dispatch immediately to Falmouth, find means to board the ship and prepare an assessment of the damage. Um, it is not the southern tip, by the way. It is oh, a common mis. It is on the Atlantic coast near the southern tip, but it's a common misconception. According oh, fair. To Wikipedia. <laughs> this is how we grow as people. Um, <clears throat> it's it's fitting we started at the end and jumped around because that's what you should expect with the Oberdin. You do start in chapter ten and then you mm-hmm. go to chapter seven, so there are no rules. Right. Um, but I I think what. Um, I think the for, as someone who did not finish it, and we'll go through we'll go through uh, 
plot points uh, with you, Jason, because you did. I want to talk about just the general presentation of this game. Um, on the face of it, like the title screen you have behind you, um, for the, uh, the audio listeners, he has the title screen behind him. It looks like a Game Boy screen. Um, mm -hmm. I think it, it is often referred to as one-bit graphics. Now, granted, this is also one bit in the, in the presentation of the modern era, very much like Shovel Knight is 16-bit in the presentation of the modern era. Like, I don't think any of your OG Macs could present something as, as sleek and uh, complex as Obra did, despite the graphics. Um, because, like, you walk on the ship, you see, like, the ropes. You see the ropes, like, swaying in the wind. You're not going to get that on, a, on, a, on, yeah. one of those, on one of those early 80s Macs. Um, but so I, I think that is like a, a definite style choice. And I think it plays into when you're looking for, when you're looking to identify people because it's easy to keep things blurred out, but still looking like an individual that you see in the various pictures in the yes. book. Yeah. Um, so you see dead bodies in each chapter and mm -hmm. But then you ascend it it's kinda like um like CSI. So once you each chapter you find the dead body and then you kind of enter I don't know if it's like youth you as a character envisioning each scene of the crime, but then you kinda see like they're actually three D representation of the like so you'll see like a gunshot and you can mm -hmm. actually walk around each of the players so you'll see like the the shooter and then mm -hmm. you see the person that was shot as and they're reeling backwards and you can kind of look at all the angles of, mm -hmm. like, it's 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 like reverse minority report yeah where you see tom cruise you know basically flipping through the scene and looking around um except you are sort of you are sort of in it. And I think that's really, it's a really interesting choice because you can go everywhere in that little scene. Like yes. You can't just wander the boat, but um, you can like go say, hey, what's going on back here? And like, I, I think early on you see someone, uh, it's not the first corpse. It might be the second one you actually see, but you can look around and there's someone trying to, it's the captain's quarters and you see someone trying to jump in and go through the back window. Yep. And you're like, oh, so there's a lot happening here. Um, but I also want to, I also want to point out uh, the, the way the scenes, cause like this is, this is, it's fully voice acted, mm -hmm. which is, I think, I think it's done rather well, but also it, takes you like the it, none of the scenes are animated it takes you completely out of it like very much like old silent films uh where you just see a, a black screen with text and you'll, you'll hear it as well and then as you're as it's sort of pointing you through the players in these particular scenes it'll it'll show you a 
it'll show you a box and then like focus in on that and then it'll focus in you know on specific lines to sort of it's almost it almost works as a as an interesting distraction because i found myself like wanting to go right back to those pages and see what i missed mm -hmm. and it, and 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 that becomes an interesting MacGuffin. um but yeah the he's this is a this is a, a, a very interesting setup, but uh, let, let's, let's get into it. So in chapter 10, where you well, start. So ba but basic gameplay, you see a body in a chapter. Mm -hmm. You basically, you look at the body, you pull out a compass. Pocket it watch. A, it, a pocket watch, it does a Wayne's World thing. Mm -hmm. You go into the scene. And then the scene shows what happened in that particular instance. You'll pull out your journal, which shows the the person who mm -hmm. there's like there's like uh, crew photos, like there's group there's multiple group shots, and mm -hmm. it'll basically highlight the person you see. But then it says um, it's you're figuring out their fate, so it'll say. Yeah was killed by this unknown soul method. by unknown mm -hmm. method or i forgot what the yeah. term was but um and then when you hear the voiceover you can kind of piece together um clues as to who shot who or and sometimes there's times where you're in a chapter and all you know is okay they were clearly clubbed to death but i have mm -hmm. no idea who this is yeah so you can basically the game the chapter select in the game is find that body again and okay. you'll go back to your scene you'll pull out the pocket watch again so you can so, pull the pocket watch out and look at the scenes again yes it's like a chapter okay. select okay so you just have to be at that body okay um the first so the first scene we get is it's you find out it's the captain shoots someone mm -hmm. he clubs another um there's a mutiny essentially in yeah the in chapter 10 which is the mm -hmm. first one you encounter and then he unfortunately kills himself yes and <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> this is the only time where you're pretty much this is the easiest fate to figure out you figure yeah. out right away this is the captain mm -hmm. so then it, it does make it easier because as you're doing fates you can later do okay this guy i don't know who he is but he was killed by the captain like because yeah. you know who's the other player in the scene so right from chapter 10 we go to chapter 7 it's weird it's not it was one of those where you start you're like okay we're at the end and then we're going to go back to the beginning and figure out how we got to that no we're going to go like to the middle end yeah yeah and there's a kraken mm -hmm. oh we're right in the kraken he's like oh great <laughs> there's bodies strung up oh, all there's, over the place <laughs> there's um i'd like to give a shout out to tim or more rather Tim's leg, which is mm -hmm. hanging. Just hanging out, yeah. <laughs> you find out later that's Tim. Um, okay. <laughs> but it's just the leg. Tim's okay. Leg. Um not really sure how it 
just stayed up there. <laughs> but then, the, so you see the Kraken, and basically the gameplay loop is identify the, the players, how they died, um, and listen to the, but like I said, you're not, you don't always, it's easy to tell how they died. That's usually yeah. quite obvious. Um, finding out who they are, you have to piece together, like you might hear a clue in a sense, and then you realize, oh, that's the person from there. And it's, um, the other thing I found difficult, because usually I can, my memory is sharp, the names, but then again, this is 1800 East India Company. And mm -hmm. I mean, the names were more power, Lucas Pope, like, that's some imagination. Like, it's not like, like, all right, I'm not saying writing a book's simple, but there's 57 characters he came up with in a mm -hmm. game that's under 10 hours. And all of it has, and all of them have their own, like, mini arc. Yeah. Um, there's just so many, like, Olus Weotter, Duncan mm -hmm. McKay, Miss yep. Jane Bird, Nunzio Pasqua. Nunzio. That's, Good old that's, Nunzio. Classic Nunzio. <laughs> Leonard Volkov. Okay. All right. Uncle There's Leonard. Just, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, should we do it memento style, where I tell the story from the beginning to the end? You mean end to beginning? Because that's how memento No, because, oh, so... I have a fun fact for anyone. So Memento's a movie with Guy Pierce. Mm -hmm. He wakes up every day. Movie. Great movie. Mm -hmm. Based on a book. Um, yeah. Memento, is it Memento Mori or no? Yeah. Uh, Memento Mori, I don't think is the book. I think that's another movie. I could be wrong yeah. though. I could be no, wrong. Okay. But anyway, he has only, is it, he only has long-term memory, not short. Or yeah, he, other way. yeah. He has, he, yes. he has no short-term memory. So basically, he tattoos his body every day, and to remember, like, shade here lifts the thing, and there's a clue. But the point is, there's actually a hidden feature on the well. Back when I had it, it was a DVD. If you solve the puzzle, you can watch the movie beginning to end. Yeah, you could actually watch the entire movie in chronological order, which is still weird after you watch it in the order of the movie set. Yeah, I I, I watched it. I watched it front to back. I'm like. Oddly enough, it works better backwards. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the basic story is the ship, as you mentioned, you gave the background. There's a royal family, the Fosamons or Forsamons, mm -hmm. and they have a Raiders of the Lost Ark type chest with them that's mm -hmm. supposed to keep the monsters at bay. Obviously, but... Kraken. So <laughs> there's a bit of an issue mm -hmm. um so right from the beginning three people die right on the, two people die on the docks cargo falls whatnot like obviously this chest is cursed there's mm -hmm. some shit's going down and it's with this chest mm -hmm. um three crew members mysteriously get sick die of lung disease hmm like, they caught the lung disease and died in the course of this six-month journey. Hmm. Yeah. Then there's a heist. They plan awesome. to steal the chest. 
Cool. Now, criminals are dumb. That's kind of established. But you're going to steal this chest. Where are we going to go? Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's not like just going to yank his wallet. Like, yeah, it's when not. I say, when I say Raiders of the Lost Ark chest, like, this is like a jeweled chest. I think it's post, It's pretty significant. Like, they're going to notice it's gone. Yeah, I mean, full disclosure. I watched a, I watched a couple of I watched a couple of videos, not like playthrough videos, but like analysis videos on this. Um, and I because I, as I sort of realized uh, earlier this week that I wasn't going to I wasn't going to finish the game in time, but I wanted to at least have something to bring. Um, there was a there was a, a YouTube video called History or a YouTube channel called History Respond, and they did uh, they did a video on this. And he, the, the host, I don't remember his name, but he brought a, a woman who is a doctoral student uh, that studies this section of history, I think specifically like the Royal Navy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, essentially like she has a working knowledge of this time period and, and, um, all of that. And one thing that struck me uh, was she said, like, she nerded out about how this ship looks. And uh, she was like, yeah, this, th- this was this, there, there was a di- there was this type of diversity in seafaring vessels at the time. Um, and I think she, I think her, her one beef was that there weren't any Canadians. Cause I think she's in Alberta. <laughs> but like uh, other than that like other, uh, she wasn't like going to she wasn't like saying oh he fucked up here but like she's like come on give me a canadian um, i don't know george shirley sounds like a canadian name yeah but that's also very british too yeah true that's a very that's a british ass name um but uh but and, and i'm kind of detracting from the raiders of the lost ark thing but um she so was like the yeah. reason i call it do you want to know why I call it the Raiders of the Lost Ark chest? Uh, because the because it, oh, so you know, I know that it starts melting faces. <laughs> essentially. Well, essentially, someone reaches into it to uh-huh. get the content, and let's just say his arm doesn't come back with him. Sure, yeah, <laughs> it's, melting. it's gone. I, I saw the scene where you just see the the paranormal like beams coming out of it. And then uh, I think they talked about crab people or people riding crabs. Oh, yes, there's spider crabs. <laughs> yes, that's it. That Which, is nightmare fuel. On uh, uh, spider crabs of the sea, no less. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> so I'm a I'm a huge Stephen King fan, and The Dark Tower is one of my favorite book series of all time. All I've read. All seven original, then there was a book in between four and five, there was a graphic novel. The first chapter of the first book, there are these monster crabs that like sing this, um, not sing this, they chant this thing. That was nightmare fuel. Now they're mm-hmm. spider crabs. No, I'm done. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No nah, more. Uh-uh. I'm out. Yeah. Forget Spider High Showdown, crabs. forget Oberdin, I'm leaving. <laughs> so, yeah, well, first we have The Calling, 
which um, if you're familiar with like Pirates of the Caribbean or any like seafaring sci-fi, the calling is usually like a mermaid's call. Or Simon's call. These aren't your friendly, like this isn't Ariel and the Little Mermaid. This is this is actually more like Pirates of the Caribbean where all of a sudden they're killer women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like, so go through my journal go right ahead um spiked someone died by spiking because a mermaid stabbed him Hmm. that was that was chow tan okay who also killed uh, edward nichols it it was like a giant game of clue except everything was on the boat (laughs) everything was on the yeah, uh, I, I think w- one thing I, I noticed, like, uh, getting back to the Sudoku part, like, early on, it's very it's very much like a Sudoku puzzle where where they give you, like, in each box, they'll give you, like, one or two numbers. Yeah. Like, and they just, and, and except this game gives you the captain. <clears throat> yeah, and the reason I use that analogy, because once you get towards you go through spurts where all of a sudden you start getting like who the person is, how they died, who killed them. You get the next person who died, how they get like, and then all of a sudden you hit that wall again and yeah. you have to wait. And it, it's like, if you've done like a harder Sudoku puzzle, it starts falling into, and all of a sudden you start getting them like nonstop. Like, yeah. I got this, 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 which is interesting because if you play through the game and don't solve who the people are, you, you don't have to. Like it's, you pull your journal out, you, so you click who it is and there's a drop down. Mm -hmm. You pick how they die. There's a drop down and who killed them. There's a drop down. You can actually not fill in who killed who. And towards the end, the boatman kind of tells you to hurry the hell up. Right. Because he wants to get the hell out of Dodge because it's clearly cursed on this boat. Yeah. Um, after the the calling, mm-hmm. that's when we do get the spider crabs. Great. That just start boarding the ship, which is. Scary. I played most after that happened. I played. I have to admit, I played most of this game during the daytime hours. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really near water. Like, I'm not landlocked, but I I'd have to drive a good amount. I mean, to the Jersey Shore. I mean, at right. least forty five minutes. Yeah. Still, yeah, those spider crabs are coming for you. They have to camp somewhere first. I'm not generally a fan of spiders in general, right. so crabs I'm fine with, but crabs and spiders together, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> After the spider crabs, then we obviously have the they try to reach into the chest, maybe thinking the chest will help them, right? Um. And that's when you get back to the... Then after all that shit goes down, the Kraken comes. Like yep. We already know about the Kraken, but the Kraken actually happens after the spider crabs and the killer mermaids, the heist yeah, attempt. Th- yeah, the 30 murders. minutes in, you're just, you're just given the carnage scene, if I remember correctly, where it's... Yeah, because some of these people you every, are... You see everybody just dying from Kraken. Death um, torn apart. Yeah. Um, crushed crushed by a beast drowned by a beast Uh, spiked clawed to death 
Mm-hmm. Um, someone was burned. Um, there was an electrocution. Yep. Um, let's see. Um, and back, getting back to that history respawn uh, video I watched, int- uh, the doctoral uh, person, the doctoral student, I guess we can call it, think i don't know that's pretty high level education so pardon me if i'm stupid um that's it there we go thank you uh she pointed out that there's actually a, a book um that was written i think in the mid 20th century like not necessarily like debunking a lot of a lot of like the the kraken style sea serpents and whatnot but like sort of going to uh, going a distance to maybe interpret what people were saying what people were seeing and trying to create like a real world analog to that it's like it, it almost and it almost like the way she described it it almost sounded like the ancient aliens guy without being as batshit. Um, uh, I mean, and like, like, uh, and not getting into the, where the, where the core conceit of ancient aliens is problematic, but like, instead of, and she's, she's sort of starts saying like, maybe instead of like uh, a sea serpent or a kraken, it is actually just a giant squid which did exist at this point, as far as I know. Um, but then it, then it becomes how, how giant is giant. Um, anyway, continue. I actually looked into the Kraken because I was interested. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually Scandinavian folklore. Okay. I did not... I don't know what I expected. I didn't know it would be... But then it makes sense, like Norway and... Mm-hmm. Like that kind of makes sense, yeah. but yeah, it is depicted generally as a giant squid of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think my first experience with the Kraken is like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. I don't remember my first experience with uh, my first exposure to the word Kraken. It wasn't Pirates of the Caribbean. I know that. Or maybe that was the first experience with the word Kraken. Because, like, you know, I watched 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea where it's the giant squid going after the Nautilus. Right. Um, read the book, too. Uh, but it's like, also in Moby Dick, they mention the Kraken and say it's pro- – I'm paraphrasing that it's, base- it's probably just the squid. Okay. Yeah, you know what? You're right. There's some line about – the narrator said something about – the great kraken which is i ultimately a squid of some kind mm-hmm. something like that yeah i do remember reading that book in my early teenage years too so boy that was a long time ago anyway but then uh, so, after the kraken decimates somehow doesn't destroy the ship completely like the ship's still sailing mm-hmm. this ship was built like this is what they built black boxes after yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, but like in any like sci-fi movie or anything, the Kraken comes. The ships don't survive. Yeah, you end up you end up like Jack and Rose clinging to debris and hoping the rescue party comes. 
And then that brings us to the captain's murder-suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, he does lose his sister, but he he take he takes people with him on his way out. He does lose his he does Not lose his sister. sister. No, his wife. No, Abigail's his wife. Wife, wife. I don't know why I said sister. Because um, yeah, I think the dialogue is, "I killed your brother," <laughs> or yeah. "I shot your brother dead," yeah. or something like that. Um, but he does. Well, which brings you back to the first scene where there's still a few crew members left, and he mm-hmm. he shoots one, he clubs another, and then ultimately just takes his own life. I don't remember what happened to because, like in that very first scene, you see it's him shooting at two people and one guy coming in the back. He oh, one guy William. going, one guy going up the stairs. Um, right. But, at first, I thought when I first saw that, I thought he was jumping all, all overboard because the way. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's he's out. He's had enough. <laughs> so he shoots William Hoskett. He's the first one through the door, mm-hmm. and then he. Clubs Lewis Walker. And those are the two he kills. Lewis Walker's the guy in the back, right? The guy coming. Yeah, Lewis Walker's the guy after the so there's two guys that come in. Yeah. When you first start, you see someone shoot someone and there's another man with him. I believe Lewis is the one, the second man, because then the next scene you see the um club. Yeah, like it's like it caught it in slow motion. He like bounced that pole off his skull. Yeah, he ain't getting well, up after that. I mean, I was just like, you know, this this captain's pretty agile. Good for him. <laughs> just switching between weapons. I don't. It's weird because I don't. I, I've heard, I knew of the game when it came out. It didn't mm-hmm. really pique my interest. Um, but I didn't know all the sci not sci-fi, but like, I mean, it, it fits because it's like seafaring, like the mermaids that are killed. Yeah. Like nothing like seems out of place, but I don't think I knew any of, like I knew there was like a mystery, but I went in and I thought like, oh, you're just trying to figure out the murder. You're trying to figure out 57 murders. Or 57 deaths. Well, 53. <laughs> four people right. did live. I think it's four. Yeah, and then one Emily of them. Jackson, Miss Jane Bird. If I remember, based on one of the one of the videos I watched, which I think this was Mark Brown from Game Maker's Toolkit, he's like, "Yeah, one guy got here, and he sends you the pocket watch." Yeah, obviously someone was and alive. He, yeah, he's like, and I'm wondering, like, how did how did this guy know that? I mean, what did this guy use the pocket watch for? Is that why he left? And I, I, I'm, you know, and I, as someone who, you know, knows that but hadn't played it all the way through, um, I'm kind of interested to explore all that too. So the ship does sink, though. By the way, um, oh, after it does. You get off, after you get off the ship. Oh, okay. At the very end. Yeah, you know, a storm took it down. Sweet. Spider crabs, <laughs> mermaids, kraken. Nah. nah. Storm. Yep. Raiders of the Lost Ark chest. Nah. I think it was Pish just posh. waiting. <laughs> it was just waiting until he solved all the fates. Yeah. Just like, um, okay, now I can go. 
But overall, I, I enjoyed it because I think it was a because it was a puzzle, but that required you to pretty much figure out everything on your own. Mm-hmm. Like there was no, like I said, you couldn't brute force it really. You did yeah. have to like look around. Um, I still, it's it's annoying because it still puts me on the fence for this type of game. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would gravitate towards it normally. Like if we didn't do book club, right? Or game club. I don't think I necessarily would have put this on my. I have to play this. Mm-hmm. I in, definitely enjoyed it, unlike Thimbleweed. But it's still. I think it's it's ultimately still slow, too slow for me for my yeah. style. Like when I play a game, I want it to be a little more fast paced. I mean, this is well, this is like super slow. But I think the puzzle, because it was go at, at your own pace then, even though it was slow, I still had to figure it out on my own. That, mm-hmm. I think, was the saving grace. But not in a bad way. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad game, but for me, then I could still go at my own pace. That kind of helped. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm definitely going to finish this game on Switch, and I'm definitely going to platinum it on PS4. It's probably an um, easy platinum. Yeah, I've heard. I, I mean, I looked at the trophy guide. It says one to five hours, but I'm I'm guessing that's like if you just follow the guide. The guide. Um, yeah, and just but, fill in. Who, it's probably just go each like, chapter. Here, here's who everybody is. Just fill it in as you go. Well, it's probably um, if you play it on Switch and then go to PS4, you'll already know per chapter. Yeah, I'll be able to just. Bup, 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 bup. But um, what I like about this, and I I like that you're basically given one identity up front and then from that identity from dialogue things sort of stem and then it does become that it it does become that sudoku thing we've alluded to a couple of times but there's a movie um that it's called z it's by costa it's either gravis or gavras i forget um but it's from the 60s and it has an interesting it has an interesting chase but the chase isn't like running or a car chase it is a chase through information mm-hmm. and despite not having any kinetic action on screen there's something still very fast pace um i mean i think all of the president's men uh from the mid 70s has this as well with uh, dustin hoffman and robert redford and i found myself at the very beginning of that with this and i think that that's sure it is not call of duty or or titanfall 2 but i think that if you if, if you're open to the to the different perception of speed um it, it would be you know, something to something to look at because I, I found myself thinking of the Outer Wilds at the beginning too. While it, Outer Wilds is very much not the Sudoku puzzle, um, it is a it is a fractured narrative that comes to that is basically like it's a universe of puzzle pieces, and no matter which order you go through, you'll put the puzzle together. Uh, and the astonishing part of it is, is like no matter which way you go, it all fits together very logically 
and it is easy to connect the connect the lines. Um, and I think that the with the little I've played, there's an engagement with puzzle solving and narrative that I've not quite seen in a mm. game before. Yeah, and it's interesting that you don't have to they don't back you into a corner where you have to solve this fate to move mm -hmm. on. You can move ahead. Like the yeah. only mechanic in game is you just have to view what happened and then it basically lets you move on so that you can leave the, I don't know, the fate dream, whatever. Like, I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, you, you, can basically turn, you turn around and you walk through the door. <laughs> and, and you can move to the next, like, move on and then go back later. Like, mm -hmm. And it's intended that way in a sense, like, because you might need, you only know one piece and then you'll figure something out. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But, like, you could be stuck on, like, multiple and it doesn't prevent you. And then you can keep going and they're like, oh, I got this now. Maybe I can figure this out. Like, it's nice that it there's no like it's kind of all open yeah and yeah and, and it I'm, i mean from you'll know this better than i would but like it's, it's all open but it, it all closes too mm -hmm. which yeah. is i think that's interesting um and i think we're probably legally obligated to mention that lucas pope did papers pleased what seven years ago now? <laughs> um, and I think you can play that on PC and Vita. And Papers Please is very good. Uh, if you've not played it, you should. Um, it's a another game that's kind of interesting within the context of these times we in. Um, so. I know, um, I mean, I, I, anything else to add here, Jason? I know that you have, like, you, you're the one with most information, and I've kind of just inserted where I could, if not completely derailed here. No, um, I think we covered, I mean, I liked, I mean, it was interesting, like I said, he had so many characters. Mm -hmm. And they weren't just, he could have like killed off 20 of them by the crack and just by swatting them. But it's yeah. like, you actually saw the effect of like, this guy was speared and then this guy ran for, I guess, cover and then he ended up falling over or dragged mm -hmm. under and he was drowned. Like, I think I, he did so much with such a little space in a sense. I mean, yeah, it's a video game, video game logic, but um, it's all on the ship and like all this took place. And it just was, it was really cool fleshing out the details, how it all came to a head. And yeah. And I think, I, I think, oh, go ahead. No, no, it just, it was just really cool going through it. Like I wanted to solve all the fates. Okay. And uh, you played it, did you play it on PC? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I think I, one thing I, I, there was one, I don't remember the name of the video, but there was a video I watched about how this game tackles narrative. I don't remember off the top of my head, um, but it was basically the, the, the person hosting this stated that like, very rarely do you get and the reason I'm referencing this is because it ties into something I've said either here or on Nerds Gone Rogue or maybe even Platinum Achievements when I was on those shows that like I don't think game stories are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think that you if you were to if you were to read the a, a story of any game as like as it is like not like you know not like ancillarily add to a game to flesh it out into a novel but if you were to just read like for instance a lot of people talk about the last the original last of us if you were to read the book that is the last of us it would not be very good um and i think that there from what i know about this game especially like in especially as someone who's only engaged with it for an hour tops I can tell a lot more of the narrative buffalo, as it were, is being used here. Um, because each character has a name and, you know, I've, I've, and, and has a story. Um, it's in, like you just said so eloquently, like he doesn't just swipe 30 people away with the Kraken. Now, I'm... I'm hypothesizing and shooting in the dark here by saying that like, I'll bet you in the, in the early scenes that I've seen, those characters come back, reveal who they are through whatever means and everything, you know, branches naturally. And it leads me to believe that like, I think I'll bet you Lucas Pope probably wrote a short story. I was just gonna say that, like, I'm glad we're on the same. Like, I'm curious, did he write like a short story slash novel? And then, because <laughs> the way it is, me and you could both write not a book necessarily, but definitely a story and fill in with the bait. Because there's no, you can imagine anything. Like, chapter ten, the captain kills the two guys and then takes his own life. But you could fill in all the details. Mm-hmm. Like the Kraken comes, crushes this guy, but like the player can fill in exactly the order. Like there's no, it had to have happened this, except the, the fate of the characters. We don't know exactly like what brought us to that point. Right. So we don't I'm, know, we don't know minute by. He, if he wrote a script out of something, I mean, I'm sure he did. And then yeah. basically, strategically took pieces of it away to Mm -hmm. keep it like a mystery. Yeah. And maybe to help let the player decide, oh, so it played out this way and then he got stabbed and then this guy got torn apart. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that, I think that this is a, a, a very, very interesting way to look at a, a a story through a video game, and I right. think that I think that I think that 
and I, and I choose those words because I think I, I think that there's there has it probably has to be that this story existed somehow and then and then Lucas Pope basically took out he basically deconstructed it as a, as a video game and I think right because like you said if you were to turn Last of Us into a novel you we know everything that happens in each chapter but it would mm-hmm. probably not be well written at all right without the like i think last of a story is don't get me wrong i think it's a i think the story's great i Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed it but i think it also had the aid of the gameplay the cutscenes, everything like i think if you just took the dialogue portion of it or you just took the narrative in in over din if you just took that stuff out you essentially just have bullet points so you yeah. don't have so he obviously took the stuff out mm-hmm. or we could be completely wrong and he just wrote each chapter as a mystery one by one and has no idea what happened which would be awesome too which is like you know that that i'm okay with that outcome as well and uh and uh you know i as someone who looks forward to finishing this game i thank you lucas pope for this game <laughs> because frankly i i think i think of it as a game i needed like and i heard about it and um when it came out in 2018 i think i heard about it on the giant Bombcast. i'm almost positive it was ben pack that talked about it first uh in on that show and when he immediate when he when he was talking about it, I was already fascinated. And then I'm thinking at the very end of his little spiel about it, he's like, Oh yeah, and this is by the guy that did papers, please. And when he said papers, please, I'm like, Oh, he did another game? I got I gotta play this game. Where's it at? And then I found out that it wasn't on it was only on PC and then I didn't have a PC to play it. Um, or at least I didn't try it on my Mac. And then I found out it was coming to console. I'm like, cool, I'll wait for it there. And and here we are now. And I'm I'm I think it's it's one of those games, and I think there's plenty of games like this, but even knowing even if you were to listen to this episode, if and if you're listening now to what I'm saying, mm-hmm. you still can play it because the the puzzle is what's great about the gameplay Mm -hmm. like I think knowing I think but I feel like a lot but I think that's unfair because I feel a lot of games even if you know the ending playing them is just it's not like a movie right like a movie if you know the 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 plot point it's kind of like why would I bother watching it because you kind of already know unless you were interested in the how but like mm-hmm. in a game though, especially like this is obviously a short game. But if I yeah. told you the ending of The Witcher three, I mean that's a could be a rel that could be very long for some people. Yeah. Obviously there's stuff I'm not gonna be able to cover in a couple sentences. Mm-hmm. But I think with this in this instance, the figuring out the face how like you figure them out the what's drawing about the gameplay. Yeah, it, like it, it, me telling you who, how every like that Peter Milroy exploded. I, you kind of want to figure out 
how did Peter Milroy explode? Yeah, how do you get to that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like just me, like I said, me telling you that Lewis Walker was clubbed to death by the captain. Like, uh, well, that's a bad example because you know that in the beginning. But you get my point. Like, yeah, even knowing, you still want to, it's getting to the point. Like, for some, like, the story might not, they might not even care. It's right doing the puzzle. Well, yeah, sense. I mean, it's it's almost like if I if I tell you, the, if I were to break down the plot points of a game like Dark Souls, that doesn't tell you anything. No, I mean it doesn't it doesn't tell you anything about that game. Um, if I break down if I break down the story beats that I know in Return of the Obra Dinn, it tells you the story, but the, like this game. Uh, um, more so than most is about it, it's about the how it's it's about it's about solving the puzzle it's about it's about it's about that slain sailor sudoku where where you you're like okay the captain did this to this guy and this to this guy but like and then you're you're also left wondering but i know that so many people or else what happened to them mm-hmm. and and i think this in a weird way this the story serves the gameplay and the gameplay serves the story in a yin yang you don't always see in games and i'm pretty sure i've said this before this episode that's fascinating mm-hmm. and you know, and I and I think it it sort of illuminates games as a as a as an artistic medium of sorts. Did we just decide that games are art right now? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you're like because I mean we did Thimbleweed Park, and I think if you know the ending to that, it kind of takes away yeah from some of it because it's not because like I. Said, if you tried hard, you can brute force your way through Thimbleweed. Definitely. Basically just exhaust every option possible and then move on in the scene. This mm. you can't, and it's more about, like, I don't want to sound like I'm diminishing the story, but the, I feel they're almost independent, too, because the mm. gameplay is so good in this in the puzzle solving. And then you throw in a good story that makes the player think of their own story in a sense yeah 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 that's like like lucas pope set the he's put out the setting and gave us some of the info and kind of you get to fill in the blanks on your own yeah um listening to listening to you talk it actually brought to mind the game that is very far away from this, but it brought to it brought to mind the game Limbo. Okay. Um, not not necessarily. I, I can't really. I don't want to say apropos nothing, but like, it's definitely a, a similar thing where one could say there is no real story in Limbo, but one could also interpret the fuck out of Limbo. And I've seen I've seen both things I've seen both extremes of that uh, in in various 
fan theories on the internet that are sincerely fun to read. And, and most of it, like with Limbo, and this is a game that's what, 12 years old at this point? I don't, I don't remember when, is, 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 is Limbo 2010? Could be. I don't remember. But anyway, Limbo, there's like two real things that happen in the game. And one, you're sort of, the pl- okay, shit. so one you're sort of hoodwinked out of. And then the other one is basically stopped as it happens. And it, it, it's so abstract to the point where it's anything is anything is possible. Whereas here you're given, you're given what, is it 60, is it there's 60 characters or is it 57? 57. So there's 57 strands that hang together. Actually, you know what? Okay. Here's my analogy. You're given 57 noodles for chicken noodle soup and it just hangs together in the broth but you can eat them in whatever order you want okay. i hope that i hope that plays <laughs> i hope that plays um but and and that is uh yeah games are cool man mm-hmm. and um so do we want to so I think we can we we've sufficiently discussed this. It sucks that uh, I think well, uh, full disclosure, and I don't care. I don't care if he gets angry with me. Moose opted out of this one. Um, he he said that he was just not in the mood to play a walking simulator after Thimbleweed Park, and that's that's fine. Uh, Phillips uh, had personal obligations, so he wasn't able to make tonight. But I do know that Phillips is a champion of this game, and uh, he was he was he was actually pretty much the confirmation of me playing this game because he's like, dude, this is your shit. Yeah, we'll definitely get his opinion for our next episode. We'll make yeah. we'll get a condensed version of what he thought of the game. Um, but. So, do we want to talk about what our next game is right here? Yeah, we, we we've basically decided, right? Yep. I'm not I'm not I'm not crazy. Okay, nope. so it's, it's I started playing it, so we better have decided. Oh, jeez. Okay, good. It is uh, it is it is Phantom Doctrine. Um, normally, at this point in the episode, I know who has developed it, who has published it, but uh, I don't have that in front of me because shit's crazy out here, y'all. So uh, for so it'll be the first week in July. It's and that fifth. And that is, yeah, it is July 5th. We will be talking about uh oh no, July 6th. 6th. July 6th, we will be talking about Phantom Doctrine, which is an XCOM-ish game, if I remember correctly. Yes, it's essentially XCOM set in the Cold War. Yeah, so Cold War XCOM Phantom Doctrine is our next game. Play along with us, and if you feel like it, submit some thoughts, questions, or whatever you feel like. Jason? I have to do it. This has been fun. Neither of us are moose. 
Okay, good. So <laughs> you're gonna ask me to do it. So I I am going to say uh, you know I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say Black Lives Matter and be kind to each other out there. I could agree with that. All right. Bye. Story Route Zero, we have some cool friends who do some cool things, and I'd like to tell you about them. Phoenix Overdrive uses the power of games and gamers to help heal sick kids through the charity Extra Life. Phoenix Overdrive fundraises for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all year, every year, and the fun culminates in a 24-hour gaming marathon. Find out more about their events and projects online via Facebook at facebook.com slash phoenixoverdrive or on Twitter and Instagram at phx underscore overdrive. You can also join the Facebook group of Pawn Stars at facebook.com slash groups slash nation in order to share and discuss all the latest in nerd culture. They've also got a podcast, Nerd Overdrive, which you can see weekly at youtube.com slash phoenixoverdrive. You can also catch it on Facebook Live or twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. That podcast is also published on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You want merch? They got merch. Merch can be ordered from tinyurl.com slash phxodmerch, a portion of which goes to their fundraising efforts. Join the nation and be a hero to sick kids as El Capitan Rey Osorio, Lee the Maestro, and Becky, the lovely queen of the guild, always say, hashtag rise above. This has been an episode of Story Route Zero. Thank you for coming along on this journey. We sincerely hope you enjoyed yourself as much as we enjoyed having you. Once again, you can find everything we do at StoryRouteZero.com. Hit us up on Twitter at StoryRoute underscore zero, or you can email us at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. If you'd like to hit us up individually anywhere, you can find Moose at Sven, that's S-V-H-E-N-N, everywhere on social media. That's PSN, that's Twitter, that's Instagram. You can also find him on Twitch, streaming games. You can find Jason Marshall at GimpyJ, with two Ys at the end. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's Twitch. And he also has a website called WhereIsThePauseButton.com. Captain Canada is the only Story Route Zero exclusive. He's the only one you can only find right here on the show. As for me, I'm Infinite underscore Rewind everywhere I'd like to be. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's PSN, and Twitch. I also have my own website, InfiniteRewind.com, where I do all sorts of weird writing and rambling. Check us out at all the places. And remember, you are always welcome, and you will always have a seat waiting for you on this ride. But for now, it's back to the real world for us. We will see you on the next one.